Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Dan just asked me before we came on air, are you less thirsty? <laughs> the answer is, I'm actually fine. Good. you fine today. Good. But help me, Cody One Kenobi. You're my only hope, said Seth Rollins in this promo segment in which Cody Rhodes also called out The Rock. It's just that that's not what happened. Of course it is. No, Seth didn't. Seth offered help. Yeah, but he also said to Cody, you have to finish the story. If you don't win the title now, Roman's never going to lose that belt. Help me, Cody One Kenobi. You're our only hope. I suppose. I suppose it was a stretch. It was. I felt it was a stretch. I oh, I, I mean, I'm going to look at the live chat here. Yep, everyone thought that was great. Uh, <laughs> I, can, I can already see it <laughs> there's now. There's a lag. I know there's a lag. <laughs> so, there's a, no, no, it's like, look at that one there. Great joke, Luke's. What it says right there. Sorry, someone will post it in a second. <laughs> Welcome to the Rest Talk Podcast review of Monday Night Raw. Please do press the subscribe button. We passed. 85,000 subscribers over the weekend. Hey! Yes. 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 I agree with Luke. Luke is right. Thank you very much, everyone. (laughs) And thank you, every single one of you that subscribed to this channel. We have passed our 85,000 mark, which means we will be doing a 10-hour Rumble randomizer. Oh, it's going to be Rumble. I think it'll be a Rumble one. I think that makes the most sense. It's always a good time. Uh, We're going to figure out the the ins and outs of when we're going to do it. But that you've helped us pass that goal so we're gonna do that and we're very very excited to do that so give us a little thumbs up as well give us a little thumbs up to say yay well done you and leave a comment down below with what you thought of this episode of monday night raw and if you are in our live chat join our community see that person there great joke luke um join our community These are and all compliment. Your that's not my I, that's that's called someone called jesse right there that's not me that's that's the point of having a burner account you don't put your own name they're not all called like tony khan one tony khan two <laughs> tony khan three tony that's... khan lives in my head rent free someone said once and i think that's really funny uh but yeah anyway Lee, join our community and if you want to get your thoughts read out on the airrestle.com forward slash support we'll read out all of your messages above the five us dollar amount as we talk about this episode of raw which was yeah, it was it was fine a, a totally serviceable episode of Raw. It's one of those episodes when I would say like, ah, oh, you know, not a great deal happened on the show. And the response would be like, two people qualified for Money in the Bank. Or sorry, three people qualified yeah. for Elimination Chamber. They teased a bunch of WrestleMania mm. matches. And you're like, yeah, sure. They did do that. But I think you could have watched next week's episode and not thought, oh man, I really missed last week's episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. With the exception of, I thought this promo segment here, I thought it was the strongest thing on the show. I thought, Cody was great. I thought Seth was really, really great in his role. Mm. The story they told in the promo was uh, absolutely exceptional. 
Um, of course, like the you know the one big criticism you could probably levy against it is that WWE are using the little thing from Men in Black to just make you go like pew. Don't remember right. that SmackDown promo? Like we've all been sat here being like, when are they going to explain that SmackDown promo? Yeah, and as it turns out, they're not. They're just going to ask us to pretend it never happened. Look, I mean, honestly, I'd rather this than they just double down on it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, it, it is unsatisfying to a degree to not have them be like, we all heard that. Like, you did say not a WrestleMania, and now you, you go back on it. Like, I'd like a little explanation. Um, at the very least, we're getting it. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, that's, I, that's I'm it, still yeah. so relieved that I, I'm almost like, I don't care. I said this on the press conference review podcast that we did. Like, Pete said, are you excited about this? And I'm like, yeah, I'm excited. I got the match I wanted. Mm. So, like, of course I'm excited about it. Um, but yeah, like, it's for all the people that are like, you guys all just got worked and you just won't admit. Because people still say this now. It's like, you just won't admit that you got worked. Wrestling media won't admit that it got worked. It's like, well, you can literally look at the evidence on screen to see mm. this was not the plan all along. Yeah. Because if it was the plan all along, that line would make sense. Mm. That SmackDown promo would make sense. And they'd be referencing back to it and making it part of the story. And the other thing is, like, Look, I'm a flake as anybody. I I am a grotty, bottom-feeding little mark for how much I enjoyed that press conference. Oh my god, I watched it like ten times. I had such a good time with it. Um, and I'm a flake. I was very... We were on that podcast immediately after the SmackDown. We've talked about it on the Raw show that we had last week. Like, I was very, you know anti what they were initially suggesting. And it was initially... It wasn't even initially suggesting. It was initially promised. You had the hand in the air with the belt with Roman and Rock stare down. You had Cody saying not at WrestleMania. That's what was stated on air. Um, they've actually taken what would have been a match that I think, you know, they've got, they had two potential matches there for, for WrestleMania. You had Cody and Roman, you had Rock and Roman. They went with Rock and Roman, which was still a match lots of people wanted to see, but it wasn't the match they wanted to see. And I think they've found a way to pivot and turn it into a match where it's actually even more compelling if the sort of tag team that seems to be mm. hinted at in, a multitude of different media and avenues, that is something where it's like, oh, actually, that's even more money I like that I want to see. Yeah. So credit to WWE in that regard. It still doesn't make it the initial plan. No. I said the same thing on the, the, the Friday show we did when we reviewed the press conference. I was like, you know, credit to WWE, creatively speaking, yeah. cre credit to WWE, because they have pivoted here yeah. and have pivoted it in quite a satisfying manner. Mm -hmm. In not only giving us the match that we wanted in Cody versus Roman, which you know should have been the match they announced the week after the Royal Rumble, mm -hmm. but they've also given us this new heel rock persona. Oh, like God. on SmackDown, they're SmackDown did a killer number this past yeah. week, and Rock and Roman were not there. I don't. I'm curious how many people were disappointed in that the like first time viewers to SmackDown mm. or like lapsed viewers who've tuned in. No Cody, no Rock, no Roman. And, or, you know, what I think this week's number is going to be a killer number as well, because there will be, be Rock on the show. There will be Roman on the show. Well, I also think that that SmackDown, it's one of those, we talked about this a lot when Punk came back, the number afterwards is going to get a lot of people watching. So you want to do something good with it. And then I thought they'd underdelivered on the show. This SmackDown was really good. The one just gone. Both Tempest and I really enjoyed it. Mm. Um, there was a lot going on for it. Some really good matches, some really interesting story developments, some simmering tension still there even when they're not on screen so if you did tune in thinking you might see rock cody or roman and instead you just got 
a good show, I think you'd be more inclined to keep going, especially when on that show they say next week they're going to be here. That all depends on how much interest you've got in the other stuff. Sure. Like but... if, you're, if you're tuning in just to see Cody, Roman and Rock and you don't get Cody, Roman or The Rock, then you probably are going to leave that show disappointed. Like you can you can look, you look at ratings patterns to see that there are certain people that just tune in for certain segments to see the people that they want and then don't watch the rest of the show. But at the very least, they did a good show. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You, you, know, did you can't be show. like... I'm just, yeah. I'm just posing the question, Dan. You don't need to jump to the defense, Dan. I'm just posing the question. I'm just like... No, I do. I'm on the payroll. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, do. I forgot the Triple H. Triple H is in the corner with a big stack of money. I've got to defend it. Well, I've got Tony Khan over yeah. there being like, you know, <laughs> hey, criticize the product, will you? <laughs> this product that you really like. Um, but I thought that like, Cody on this show, I thought, was, was really, really good because he... Uh, there was, there was some, My favorite thing about this segment is... I mean, actually, no, it's the Rollins thing was my favorite thing about this segment. But there was a great moment at the start of this where, because Cody comes out to this massive ovation, mm-hmm. because regardless of, you know, this not being the plan or not, Cody's way more over because of this pivot. Like, mm-hmm. that is, you know, huge credits. He was WWE already over. And already over. In a way, they've achieved what they were claiming that, you know, will turn him into a Daniel Bryan figure. Yeah. But they had to press fast forward on that because we want it now. And isn't that incredible as well? Because like that's the story was like, oh, they wanted to make him a, 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 do the, the Brian Danielson WrestleMania 30 thing. And I was like, well, no, the story with Brian Danielson, he was literally being held down by the company and mm. we wanted him to be pushed. This was the guy that was the most pushed person. Cody Rose has lost like two matches since he's been in WWE. Mm-hmm. He is the most pushed person. Mm-hmm. But somehow we are like, yeah, this company was holding him down and boo <laughs> the rock. So I think they've done an enormous job with that. And Cody came out to this massive, massive, massive ovation and cole then said cody did what he wanted to do Mm. like yep he sure did i guess uh he said that the only reason he's in the main event of wrestlemania is because of the fans and look i could get really emotional about this but i don't want to get too emotional about this because then you might say i'm a cody cry baby and then he had a moment that was like i can now point to when people be like why don't you like pat mcafee Right. I can point to this and be like, here's one of the reasons why. I, I think his commentary is broadly fine. I get the you know, fans of football or fans of his like him. I, he seems like the sort of person I wouldn't want to be in the same room with because I think I'd find him obnoxious. But I can point to this moment here and be like, this is why. Because the, they showed a clip of the Pat McAfee show with The Rock on there. And The Rock's cutting this promo on Cody Rhodes and the Cody Cry. A great proper, proper rock promo. promo. Proper rock promo. Not a word out of place. Absolutely brilliant stuff by The Rock. But you've got Pat McAfee and his gooner pricks just all being like, yeah, yeah, Rock, yeah, Cody Cry babies, yeah, yeah, that's wicked. And then, yeah, yeah, chicken nuggets and all that. And then it comes back to <laughs> Cody in the, in the building. He's like, what am I supposed to do with the chicken nuggets, Pat? And Pat's like... Like you, Richard what? Hammond, hiding behind the bigger boys because you're there laughing with the bigger lads, being like, "Yeah, Cody's a little knobhead, isn't he?" What's and Richard Hammond got doing anything? Because that's what Richard Hammond does. Was it? He just, hides, he just, he just hides behind Jeremy Clarkson, being right. like, "Yeah, you over there, I'm going to make fun of you as well, but not really because right. I'm actually too afraid to do it to your face." Right. And that's what Pat McAfee did here. And I was like, "That would be work great if Pat McAfee was the heel." But Pat, Ma- Pat McAfee is the babyface commentator. Yeah. And it was just that there, like, sullen in his chair, being like, just put the chicken nuggets up your bum, I guess. That is interesting. I, I actually quite like the cut to a sheepish-looking Pat McAfee. 
Um, I hadn't even really thought about it on the babyface heel dynamics, because, but I know what you're saying. I mean, I quite like... It, it is interesting that there is a career to be had by being someone who sits in someone else's podcast and reacts like a live studio audience. <laughs> like, Logan Paul's guys come out every single uh, pay-per-view, and, and they, no one knows who they are, but we're all like, ah, one of his cronies. Like, yeah. there's money to be made. Um, Kevin in the white t-shirt, whatever his name is. Sure. <laughs> Uh, but I kind of liked the the cut. To, it's almost like being caught red-handed, and it's like, hang on, you're a part of it. I I I get what you mean, though. I, I do see where you're coming from with that. Um, it was a really interesting uh, segment because you had two different types of promo. The Attitude Era was of which The Rock is, you know, one of the poster boys. Mm-hmm. Was all about that kind of catchphrase heavy. I mean, The Rock is... I watched the WrestleMania 27 hosting opening promo the other day. Um, Bad promo. What, the, the WrestleMania 27 one? Yeah. Oh, uh, my drag. I, kind of, <laughs> I was about to say, I, kind of, I, I thought it was a vintage Rock. Um, no, it, for me, that WrestleMania 27 one is like, that's Rock. Because went out there... The, the Attitude Era podcast put this best. It's like, he looked like he went out there and be like, oh, I'll just wing this. And then went out there was like, oh my God, there's so many people. Yeah, here. right. Just start swinging. At one point, he does have to stop because like, I, I, drink need, water. I, need, I need to drink some water here. Yeah. But this is, this is the people's water. Yeah. Wait a minute, when I know? say Yabba, you say Dabba. And they did. <laughs> there were 70,000 people saying Dabba. Look, only The Rock. Uh, but like, there's, there was something in this promo that he was cutting which was very attitude era heavy on the pat mcafee show cut back to cody talking very considered very mm. serious it, uh, saying forgive my levity and things like that which yeah, yeah, you know yeah. is, is all part of the sort of earnest baby face thing that he's got going i just found the whole thing really quite compelling i thought cody was so great here the only reason i brought the pat mcafee because i just wrote my notes here pat is such a sh- bully because <laughs> <laughs> that is what he is that's uh, two squares in the first 20 12 minutes sorry i didn't show. swear at all for last yesterday's show yeah, so well, I, was, I haven't done it for a while um but i like cody saying look i didn't even disrespect the family mm. but the rock slapped me anyway oh my god so it was so good now i've got to hit the rock back yeah you do and and I want to watch it. Well, this is it. So you know, and we I want to be there for it. We did the um, you know, the news episode on this yesterday because they released that trailer. Mm. Um, oh my god! During the during the Super Bowl, teasing uh, Cody and Rollins versus Rock and Roman, which we kind of assumed was going to be a tag match coming out of the press conference because you know they basically. I mean, said, it gave that energy. They gave that energy, and it was like, well, it's not going to happen in Elimination Chamber because Rock and Roman aren't booked for the show, and Seth is injured. So that could be the Mania Night One main event. Mm. Part of the Rock's uh, contract reported with signing TK was that he got to be the main event of WrestleMania. So this is a way to get the Rock versus uh, the Rock and the main event of WrestleMania and also get the uh, Cody Roman tag match. We almost got the best of both worlds in, in all of this. Mm-hmm. And it was one this promo here, like I was kind of sold on the, the tag match anyway. Because boy, how did, like, does this elevate Seth Rollins and the world title, which I think it... it well, okay, I don't think it elevates the world title, but it certainly puts Seth Rollins up on, on the, in the upper mm-hmm. echelon. Uh, which I think he he does need, and I think this company does need to get behind him as the world champion. Um, and so I was kind of into the idea on on after the press conference, but after this promo here, I'm like, that should be the main main event of night one. Mm. Absolutely, that should be the main event of night one, and use that to feed into night two. I get the arguments of sucks for Bailey and it sucks for Rio, and it sucks for Becky and it sucks for Rio that they're not going to get their main event a second year running because the bloodline is the most dominating story. But I go back to the argument that I've made on this podcast many times before. If it's the most over thing, it should be the main event. The most, yeah. And this is the most over and the most compelling thing that WWE has going on at the moment. So it should be the main event. Mm. I, I'm more on the Bailey front. I'm more sort of, 
part of the camp that's like the level of disrespect to not have at least cut a promo in the middle of the um the kickoff press conference the not being on the posters thing that stuff got grinds my gears a little bit because i do think they've been doing some absolutely fantastic work but i also agree that the most compelling story and if you can tell a two-part story over the course of night one night two and they both do feel like main events i'm into that and if you position bailey and eo correctly in the card kofi and daniel bryan wasn't the main event sure wasn't. you know um not everything can be not everything can be and and when you know, I think of Becky and Bianca stealing the show a couple of years ago. Like, there's a they can. There's no reason that they can't go out there and have the match that proves why they deserve to be in that conversation. Um, but it is one of those things. You know, it's one of those things where if you've got an opportunity to tell a story like this over the course of two nights and give the fans what they want on all counts with the rock featuring and you know it's a, it's a, it's the complicated choices and the difficult decisions you have to make as a booker. Um, at the very least, they're being given a good story over on SmackDown. That segment with Dakota the other day was absolutely fantastic. Um, so yeah, I'm I I'm I thought this was Seth's best work yeah. in a long time, and it even the way he looked. I mean, first of all, that's a that's a, right out of my wardrobe. I loved every single thing he was wearing. So stole Ollie Davis's jacket. Stole Ollie Davis's jacket. Stole my deep V. Like it was fabulous. I loved the outfit. I loved the but I loved that he was serious with it it made him feel like that kind of big time guy rather than that big goofball and there was still an element of goofball in there but there was an intensity to it as well and there was a a speaking from the gut kind of thing that came with it all of the things that he was saying um and and even right down to set basically essentially saying okay he weirdly set up a scenario and i hate to say this where there is some drama in cody not winning again i don't think it would work because i think it, it, it's last year was infinity war this year is endgame there is something in the idea of like you are only hope well all hope is dashed now but that only works if roman stays around but you still need that element of like what if mm-hmm. um to, to really tell a story and then he follows it up with things like you have to have a plan which is key don't be so thick this time we have nearly four years of evidence of roman not you know uh, ha- having people behind him and now he's got the rock on his team like you're gonna have to have a plan to not get screwed over like we've all been screwed over for four years so come up with a plan kind of thing that felt like story progression all of this felt like really interesting drama that i was very into highly support yeah yeah i thought Seth. like we've said this on, on the show before serious seth is when seth is at his best yeah like i don't vibe with the seth freaking rollins character Mm-hmm. I, I, it, it's not for me. Um, I, I appreciate that I'm sort of in the minority on that one, but it, it does not work for me. I find his style of promo irritating. I've not been compelled by the, any of the stories that he's done. I didn't really, com- well, I, was, I didn't find that I've got a bad backstory compelling. Hmm. We kept saying that like all of his world title feuds he had last year was, I'm rooting for the other guy because they've got a more interesting story to tell with that belt than Seth currently does. Yeah, but Seth has, I think, in 2024 been much much better at just being seth rollins mm. he still is the seth freaking rollins character he's still the flamboyant dude he has the big costumes you know the big red boots or whatever it is and he but he's doing promos like this the punk promo 
was genuinely brilliant because what we'd said is like he believes what he's saying when he cut that impassioned promo to cody about you should face me at wrestlemania mm-hmm. he believes it that's serious seth and we out serious seth here again and i think it's so much better and it's far more compelling at least to me anyway on a personal level i find this far more compelling from seth rollins and he was really good at it because he was like okay look i'd have loved for you to have faced me at wrestlemania but you've made your choice and i respect the choice that you've mm-hmm. made you have to finish the story now you're not just you can't just do it for the fans you need to finish this story because if you don't there's no hope for us now if you don't that glass ceiling with anyone else going for that title just gets thicker if you don't win roman schedule just gets lighter the belts around even less and the title never gets defended you have to win at wrestlemania now putting a huge amount of pressure and weight upon cody's shoulders but seth is also like feels like he's got a point he feels Mm. like he's right i thought it was just really really great and you're right it brings out the point of like last year you got screwed and now they've got the rock on their side so what are you going to do this time i'll tell you what you're going to do you're going to come to the guy that knows Roman the best. You see, me and Roman debuted here about 12 years ago. We walked through this crowd wearing flak jackets. And I created Roman Reigns. I didn't think he'd grow into the monster that he has grown into, but I did create the monster that is Roman Reigns. And now that monster has two heads because the rock's involved. So if you want to fight, if you want to fight the bloodline, you're going to need a shield. Hmm. I was like, that's hot, hot. a great line. I actually thought his opening and his closing lines were great because Cody thanked him for having his back. And he said, well, what can I say? But you're welcome. Mm. (laughs) Wrestling has seen a second film, everybody. Wrestling has seen more than (laughs) one. (laughs) Wrestling has more than one film. So I thought his opening line was great, but his closing line of you need a shield. And then that's it. The segment ends, Ronald's music plays, and he leaves, giving Cody a lot to think on. I thought it was a great, great promo. Um, like, as I said, you can look at it to be like, oh, it's ignoring the SmackDown thing. But I don't think that's the, the biggest issue like, or it, it, any issue whatsoever. I just think that this is the story we're moving forward with. I think it's probably best that you ignore that SmackDown thing well, and stop trying to like retcon it or work it into something. Just ignore that it's happened and just move on with everything. We're going in a new direction. Let's go. Let's carry on with that new direction. Because if you open up one, if you pull up one thread, then another thread will appear. Yeah. And you'll be like, oh, we need to put, oh, no, there's more threads we need to buy. So just ignore it completely and a just move of, on to the next thing. A sort of permanent, a pertinent example to that is Bam Non-Factor. Like, Bam, she non-factor. She was supposed to be the Rock's manager, and I forget that because when you watch WrestleMania 17 on DVD every single like month like I did when I was a kid, she ain't there. Like, yeah. I completely forgot that Deborah was a part of that story. I don't know why she's in the video package. Like, they have her for yeah. one week, and then it just cuts to C-Boss and be like, Bam, she non-factor. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, just remove that bit from the video it package it wasn't necessary for the story they made a fumble sports reference uh and they've pivoted and picked up they've got they, they've got a different play sports reference um <laughs> so did yeah you watch the superb owl at the i absolutely did i well I, I watched the usher concert and then i didn't <laughs> so i went to bed thinking the 49ers had it and i was like oh well i woke up i thought lol the swifties are gonna be cross and then uh turns out you know the plan came off uh no i um that was me doing a joke by the way um yeah, I, 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 to, to echo all of your points, I thought this was really compelling stuff from Seth. And uh, I just quite like the sort of... Seth is the only other person who... He, he, he technically beat Roman by disqualification. Like, he, yeah. he's got that level of story in there as well. There's something... He always talked about this being the Ric Flair belt, and he carries himself in the same kind of, like, over-the-top glamour as Ric Flair, and it's 
nice that he's sort of living up to that sort of moniker, I guess. I don't know. I, I was just, I was really into it. I thought it was a, a very good promo from Seth. Uh, and as I said, I, it makes me want to see that tag match. Mm. And I think it should be the main, uh, night one main events. Mm. And also, like, I will want to give him credit as well. There was, like, this is what I was going to say. At the press conference, I thought mm. he played a blinder as well, Seth. Mm. I thought there was a part of it where, and there were some people saying, and I could kind of see where they came from, that he was sort of also ran, that he was just sort of I a guy there on the stage. Ran. But having watched it so many times, like a comical and actually quite pathetic amount of times, guilty as charged, um, he's really doing some interesting stuff there. When The Rock turns around and says, look at this, and it reveals the line. Seth's there in the corner going, oh, God. Like, he's not on mic, mic, but he's really selling it. Like, can you believe this crap? Like, he's, like, really selling it. And it's like, yeah, Seth has seen, and and they are now pivoting to this whole idea of the whole thing is a sham. You're so obsessed with yourselves and your aura and your gravitas and things like that. You're not seeing the bigger picture. It's more. It's about more than just your family. The the pivot on. I never, didn't get to talk about it, so I'm doing it now. The 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 business of like there is only one royal family, which is such a famous line now because like and in, in some ways it was true mm-hmm. it, because M- McMahon gone like all of that. I just thought what Seth was doing in there, the way he stepped up to the Rock, his presence in that video that came out pre Super Bowl, it is. They've had to do a lot of work, I think, to bring him up. And stuff like this is what works. He's mm-hmm. done a good job, and I want to give him some credit for that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I said this on the Friday show. I thought he felt like the also ran. Mm. Like, I forgot he was on the stage for, for a long portion of it. But if you do wa- okay, if you watch it back and not really looking out for, to see what his reactions are... His work think- is... There. And look, when you're on stage, like, not to be a little failed wannabe actor about it, but, like, when you're on stage, you've got to make your moments count. Failed? You act. That's true. I've seen you in videos. Not just these videos. I've seen you in actual videos. Like proper videos that people watch. I can't <laughs> see, I've seen you in those. Appreciate you. Um, but yeah, like it, you want to make your moments count and you never want to break the character and he's consistently keeping it up there and he's doing... He, we've always said he, the reason he was given this championship in the first place is he was a workhorse about it. Like he was really... He's the one who's going to do everything he can to mm. try and get it over. Um, and this is this was an example of that. So I want to give him credit. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. 
For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Well, we do have some ultra chats. Please do get them into resttalk.com forward slash support. These ones were missed from the Friday show because we had a bunch. You did. Uh, we had a, it was a very, very busy show. Um, and, and thank you all everyone who tuned into it and watched it on demand. Uh, but these two chats were missed from that event. Uh, Danny G says, Oh, that's fair play to WWE. They've got themselves nicely out of this hole. I can see a scenario where it's Cody versus Roman and Rock interferes, but turns on Roman, setting up that program moving forward. I think he'll want that face pop. Also, flowers for Bailey. Yeah, we talked about how Bailey wasn't at the show and it was yeah. all weird that she wasn't. Mm. Uh, the last Quinty here said, They have to figure out this Cody flip flopping thing because last Friday made Cody look like he had a plan, even if it was an over convoluted plan. And now he's changed his mind. You can now argue Cody switched up on the rock and not rock switched up on him. Well, the last Quinty, it turns out that what they've done is ignored it. Mm. Uh-huh. I was very happy to, like, there were a couple of blanks that I was happy to fill in myself uh, until I saw what they did with it. And now we've seen kind of kind of nothing. There's still, I, there's still a lot of television to fill between now and WrestleMania. Um, so we'll see, I suppose. Uh, Tyrone said, Love how Seth has been made to feel big again. Same cannot be said for his belt, but I love the way Mania 40 build feels like a series of finales for WWE where Seth and Roman tumble uh, tumble off the... Ooh, crikey. Reichenbach Falls. Reichenbach Falls. It's, that's the, uh, it's a reference to... Um, Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock and Moriarty oh, went over the rack of my falls. I see. Um, never read it. Um, leaving Cody as WWE's new top guys, we enter a new era. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ben Blurick here, all for a serious rock. Never grew up with him. So to me, he just seems like a goofball. <laughs> uh, was funny back in the day, but my God, he's been lame since his return. I think that the rock in wrestling has felt lame mm. since that 20, like 12, 2011 return hmm. like that as a, I, I don't hate to, I don't mean to interrupt when you're talking about WrestleMania 27 and so about how I thought it was a I think it's a bad promo from The Rock but I thought Rock in the lead up to it wasn't very good I thought his stuff with John Cena was quite I was at the time was telling myself that it was good hmm. but I don't think it is very good I thought all of his promo with John Cena was quite bad quite poor hmm. um, incredibly dated as well like I, I felt like he because I can still do Attitude Era promos but was not the 1999 rock. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then, I, then he beat CM Punk for the world title, which I didn't love either. Mm. And I didn't love twice in a lifetime. Actually, the two matches he had with Cena were quite bad. Mm. Um, I thought the matches with Punk were okay. Um, but yeah, I, I would say, I think I would agree that the rock has felt quite lame. Like 32's proper lame rock as well. Coming when out, he comes out and match with Eric Rowan. Yeah, sets yeah. his name on fire for like half an hour. Mm. It's interesting though, because you've got like... I hate to be the 
casuals guy, but there's, there's an element of, oh, there's the rock showing up and doing the rock thing and now sort of gone away. Whereas like, when we see it week to week, we want that really compelling stuff. I think if he's only showing up once, you want him to do the rock shtick and get out. It was almost like when Jericho came back and was still doing Y2J and then decided to pivot into Nick Bockwinkle. Mm-hmm. Rock doing that with... Uh, and, and, and getting here in this... I think, there's, I think something about this Hollywood rock turn is going to free the shackles a little bit. Absolutely. Especially that he's going to be here for an extended period of time. I think The Rock is very good at this. I just think if you're trying to play a character and you don't get that extended run to be able to play the same character as you were 10 years ago, 12 years ago, 20 years ago, 22, 3 years ago, um, it's it, this This is giving him an opportunity to sink his teeth into something. And I think we're in, we're in for some... When you're getting booed... It, the thing about The Rock was that his heel and his face weren't that different. Honestly, nope. no, no. So he can lean into it, and I think I think we're gonna, I think we're in for some good stuff. Shackled being off, I think, is a very good way to to put it. I think that we're going to get some of the best promo work out of The Rock. Mm-hmm. I think you saw that at the press conference. Yeah, and I think you saw that on the, oh pa- my God. On, the on the Pat McAfee show. Uh, yeah, I, I thought that was a genuine. It was probably The Rock's best promo he's done in WWE for years, and mm. it wasn't even on WWE programming. Yeah, but it was genuinely like brilliant stuff. Because like what we saw with you know face rock was what we saw at day one, which is just like yay America, boo you foreign heel, and I think mm. some of that's a little bit played out. Corporate heel rock, Hollywood corporate heel rock. I think it'd be so much more entertaining. I mean, he's already built Cody Crybabies into a thing. There's signs on Raw being like, "I'm a Cody Crybaby. I'd yeah. wear a Cody Crybaby T-shirt." Like it's one of those things where so- you've done it yeah. already. Um, anyway, uh, Ben continues here. Said, I used to think Cena was lame, but dude straight up shredded himself to peace in his promo. CM Punk did the same. I guess The Rock can only do comedy. After all, he's not a great actor. He always plays himself and he's got no range. So it's refreshing to see him serious and he's quite frightening at the conference. Excited for the potential tag match. It's far better for The Rock. A singles match as, as an injury prone 50 year old with 10 years of ring rust plus future movies depending on your health. Bad idea. This is a great compromise. Probably a better match too. I think it's I think this match is more money. Mm-hmm. That's crucially what it was about was saving WrestleMania. This tag match saved WrestleMania far more than Roman Rock did. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, James here says, Howdy, folks. Okay, so Cody is putting together his Avengers. <laughs> Seth, Sammy, Owens, LA Knight, just throwing it out there. What Attitude Era should join Cody's team to take out The Rock? Should it be Stone Cold or my personal favorite, Mick Foley? I mean, really, it'd be trips. Yeah, be, like that's, the, that's so, the ideal one. Obviously, Trips can't wrestle. And my answer for that is something that I said on the SmackDown and Collision review yesterday, which was uh, cut your sleeves off your special referee t-shirt, Triple H. It's time to mm. slip it in, in there and become the special ref in this tag match. Um, I don't want that, though. No, I... That weighted too much in the babyface's favour. Yeah, but then again, it's like your job's on the line. You've got to call it fair kind of thing. But I don't know. The, 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 there's, there's an argument to weight it in the babyface's favour to take it back against the rock. I don't know. <laughs> Honorary U Swifty says, the long game is Seth Rollins uh, finally cutting his rah-rah speech. <laughs> That's one of my favourite bits of... like It happened while I was away. But it was one of those, oh man, Meltzer was clearly for some bad information so that the wrestlers could come out and be like, hey, you see, Meltzer's reporting wrong things. That thing mm. never happened. Not kind of bad for Dave. What was that? So this was, Dave reported that Rollins did a rah-rah speech because Rollins was going through that. It was during that period of time where Seth Rollins is not cool. Okay. Um, and there was a report that came out that he was trying to, like, morale was really down in WWE at that point in time. This is shortly after The Fiend lost the, the Hell in the Cell match and all right. that sort of stuff. Morale's like in the toilet. The product is in the toilet. 
there was a report that came out that Seth Rollins did a rah-rah speech to try and like rally the troops. And so Meltzer reported this and because he'd been told by several people that it had happened. And then lots of people came out to be like, including Seth, I never did that. Meltzer's right. lying to you. He's giving you bad information. He doesn't know anything. He's got no inside sources. And I'm like, all right. Dave was clearly fed bad info so that mm. they could discredit everything that he does because um, they needed some positive spin. Anson here has been a member for 13 months in a row, said, Luke, I'm with you. The dad has to fight... Um the dad has to fight the Maui line and it popped me too. The Seth promo is one of the best I've heard from him in a while. Now he has to win. Um, my kid's actually not into Moana. Yeah. It's not hers. Uh, she likes Frozen, uh, but her new favorite is the Super Mario Brothers movie. Well, there you go. That is, that's her new favorite movie. Maybe Moana's a couple of years. I think because uh, there's um, the, the kid down our road loves it. Like her the second birthday was Moana themes. Right. Um, but yeah, the kid just never got on with Moana. Okay. Likes, likes Frozen, loved Encanto. Can I make a confession? Never seen it. Never no, so, watched watch Moana. I, I'm not a Disney adult, but I will say this. It's hilarious question. now that there are two films in the wrestling canon. I haven't seen either of them. I'm going to have to watch. It's in Philadelphia, isn't it? I'm going to have to watch Rocky. Yeah, as a confession, I've not seen it all the way through either. There you go. I've, I've seen it. I've attempted it twice. And I've fallen asleep at the same point every time. Mm. I tried to watch it on a plane and I fell asleep. Then I watched it on Disney Plus and I fell asleep. So I've not actually seen it all the way through. But I have seen the first half of it twice. And I, I watched the song that Seth was re- referencing. Yeah. Quite good. Quite yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I always wake up for Shiny. That's I fall asleep just before Shiny and wake up at Shiny. And then I'm like, oh, I'm lost now. I don't know what's going on. Um, and Ajaz here says, Hi guys, hope you're both well. As much as I like the Mania Tag idea, it feels forced to have Seth in them. Surprise, Bronson Reed lost. Isn't Elimination Chamber in his hometown? I agree with like, this rule was totally missable. It seems like it's building to Cody winning the belt. It's not quite his hometown because he's from Adelaide and this is in Perth. Australia is quite large. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll come on to Bronson Reed in a bit. Chocobo Kid here says, they can always spin that one SmackDown promo as The Rock gave Cody bad advice. Then The Rock can steal Cody's main event spot. After all, Cody's search for, uh, for advice from many. Well, they, I, they could have done that, but they've decided to do the ignoring route instead i think that's actually a smarter move amy said i was out raw last night it was great i was perfectly willing to forget that smackdown but i wonder if they're willing to push cody aside how willing are they going to be to take the belt off of roman oh i think i think now we're pretty much pegged on the cody's winning at mania ah uh, there's still uh, i was burned once you know fool me once fool me twice can't fool yeah. me again Akihiko said, "Going to Mania this year as my first televised event. The man after the initial and man after the initial rock stuff. I was so deflated, but now I'm as excited as ever. I can't wait to see how this one plays out." Mm-hmm. Chris said, "I'm perfectly fine without an explanation for the SmackDown promo. We already know why it happened. Punk got hurt. They wanted to pivot to Rock and Roman and Cody Seth, and it back the backlash turned it back to how it was supposed to be with Cody Roman." You say that, Chris, but I'm still getting people telling me it was a work all along, and I've been worked this whole time. I will also say, like, to not not forget it's a television program it's a fictional television program and there are several examples of long-running television programs that start stories and they just peter out and they don't yeah. they don't complete them it's not a wwe specific thing it's not a ding at wwe that they're just deciding to just ah let's just go back to this one this one works out better it's just a way that sometimes tv works especially when you're producing this much of it you can watch loads of tv shows i think game of thrones has got a bunch of storylines that it starts but doesn't actually do anything weird. It's too soon to talk about that. Uh, Justin here said, I expect they'll add a stip to the tag match that if Rock and Roman win, then Cody takes uh, Rock takes Cody's spot. But they should also make the stipulation that if Cody-Roman becomes a cage match, if Cody-Seth win. I mean, yeah, there, there, it is one of those things where it's like, stick him in a cage. You don't want any interference, stick him in a cage. Yeah. Bloodline will find a way because the, the cage has a door on it. But like... <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I, I definitely, I mean, we, like I said, we've got, I think, what are we now, like 60 days away from Mania? It's less than that. Yeah. 60, 50 something days. There's a plenty, there's plenty of television between now and then to see exactly the, various different things are going to go down and jackie here says larson on going in raw said that the tag match should be if rock and roman win rock replaces cody knight too and in that case rollins should pin roman it starts the rock turning on roman leading to their match and it makes rollins feel like a huge deal afterwards seth still loses to drew knight too takes some time off after but it protects him having wrestled both nights and when seth comes back he's going to have so much behind him i don't think you want to be pinning roman the night before he faces cody for the belt though well so at Money in the Bank, Jay pinned Roman. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that was a really brilliant choice because it, I didn't think that Jay was going to beat Roman at SummerSlam, but I thought by having him pin Roman, it shows us that it can be done and it shows us that Jay can do it. So there's something to be said for showing his vulnerability. Um, do you pin Rock? No. So, or... do, so you have to pin Roman, unless you think the baby faces lose. And you'll have the baby faces lose. So... Does Cody well, take the pin or does Seth take the pin? Well, that's what I think that's what Seth's there for, isn't he? So then Seth goes into a match with Drew the next night. This is this is what but I'm that, talking yeah, about with this. Yeah, I, I agree, but Seth is not Roman. Like, Roman's whole deal is that he's only been pinned one in a, a thousand plus days. Mm. Like, hasn't be, he's only been pinned once in the last three, four years or whatever it is. Like, that is part of, fundamentally part of his character also... and, part, and fundamentally part of the tribal chief character. So I don't think you want to have him be pinned twice and having a loss just before the main event of the previous night because i'll be honest that's a bigger match like cody versus roman is a much bigger match than than seth versus drew so it doesn't matter as much there it's i mean it's a match with no real good outcome apart from pinning the rock i suppose i'm gonna put two things to you on that regard first of all the whole thing is this whole thing is this his whole thing was being head of the table and ever since the rock comes back even literally in that segment that incredible part of the press conference where the rock is mouthing off a triple h roman looks like a lackey Mm -hmm. so already that's the thing that roman is is pivoted on his head the second thing i would argue is if you have roman get pinned on night one suddenly the question becomes oh cody's definitely gonna do it but is he like would they would they really pin roman two nights in a row like is it this thing of like you know thanos is down now's the time to do the snap kind of thing i am inevitable i don't know i I think there's i think there's um the thing that makes me so compelled about this now is there are so many different avenues that you can go down with that story and and it feels like i keep saying it it feels like more money now than it did when it was just even cody roman and that's someone coming from a massive cody fan Mm. where ollie davis thinks is going to be a trifecta um so i don't know i don't i don't know that it's as nailed on that it has to be roman not get pinned i i think i would make the pitch if i was in the, the writer's room to not pin roman the night before mm. like I'm, I'm but i think i'm against not uh, not pinning world champions which is why when i said seth i then i forgot that he was also a world champion you, mm. you don't want to be pinning him either but then you don't want to be pinning cody because he's going for the belt but your, so, your pitches are also pretty bring back the nwo 12 times <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> no, no, no. only bring back the nwo once <laughs> team tna yeah um and then you do other things like that Uh, let's get into the rest of this show. Uh, we opened with the New Day and Jay Uso taking on Imperium. Um, fairly formulaic for the first two thirds. It was really built around Jay getting that second hot tag. Mm. So like Kofi got the first hot tag and ran wild because the heels being down Woods, then the heels beat down Kofi, and you built to the the Jay hot tag. When Jay got in, man alive, this crowd went ballistic for it. 
And I thought they did a really good job at building that confrontation between Jay and Gunther. And the two of them, I thought, worked together great. I loved the moment, particularly when Jay went to spear Gunther and Gunther just stopped him. Mm-hmm. Literally just grabbed him and was like, no. Uh, I thought that was really good. And then Gunther mocking Jay's pose when he was up on the top. Jay then getting the knees up on the splash. Uh, in the end, they hit the trifecta 3D um, on Vinci, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they, Jay used to hit the splash to get the win. Yeah. Really picked up in the final third. I enjoyed this match a lot. I thought um, seeing the New Day and Jey Uso do the Unicorn Stampede was really like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. as a as a fan of their history, that was a fun a fun thing to look at. Uh, I also thought Gunther uh, taunting Jay while the Boston Crab is in, to, only to get slapped in the face. The, the second big slap of the week. I loved that part. Um, I thought, given that what this was designed to set up, I thought it delivered. That's exactly it. Yeah. And it's all built around the, uh, the confrontation between Jay and Gunther, which is why the, the match was structured as it was mm. and, and was successful in doing so. Because later on, Kathy Kelly said that uh, Jay Uso is facing Gunther next week for the mm. IC title, which mm. is what most people had predicted because Gunther was not going to Liberation Chamber. Chamber. So he was going to be defending the belt either the week before the show or the week, uh, the, the Raw after. Yeah, so the like main event next week, I suppose. I would imagine. Yeah, I'd imagine it's the main yeah. event next week, or maybe the opener. I was surprised. Apparently, uh, Sean Ross Sapp said on the the Fightful Post show that some people were speculating, or some people, fans thought this was going to be the Mania match, and I was like, no, oh, no, the Mania oh, match is. is Jay and Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, probably. Because um, my prediction was next week it'll be Jimmy costs Jay the match, yeah. and that's how you then build towards uh, their match at Mania. Uh, we got a recap of that Mania press event, and then a video promo for Andrade. Um, pretty much talking about the La Sombra mask and bringing that back as part of his character. I thought this was a bit rote. I thought this was a bit like, yeah, done this one. He's the latest to get the I needed to go away and find myself push on his return kind of thing. Um, I, You know. Yeah, you know, he's been back three weeks. I haven't really done anything. I, it's not yet. one of those even things where I think he's being lost in a shuffle or anything like that. He's not had a match. Anyone, I, was gonna say, I don't think anyone would argue that. It's no. just like, I, I'll be honest, when he showed up, I had forgotten he'd come back though. I mean, yeah, there's something to be said for a Rumble return pop. There's also something to be said for a Mania after, Raw after Mania. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Lashley took on Bronson Reed in an Elimination Chamber qualifier. Brand split LOL, but it's WrestleMania season, so nobody currently cares about that. I love Bronson Reed's entrance Mm. because, you know, everyone's sort of got their, their, you know, their interests and stuff with the AR and stuff. Bronson Reed literally is stomping through a city and, and punching buildings to the floor. It's it's rad and it's awesome. And I went into this match fully expecting the, the Wish.com ministry to show up and, and distract Bobby Lashley, leading to Bronson Reed getting the win. Gotcha. But no, Lashley just hit the spear and won. Mm. I was genuinely surprised yeah. that Bronson Reed is not going to be in the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, I am too. Um, and he posted about it on uh, Twitter mm. or X or whatever, being quite sad about it. Uh, and I wonder if they'll find something for him because it feels like at the moment there's going to be no, uh, other than Rhea Ripley, no real Australian representation on this card. Yeah, Indy Hartwell later on when they did the Last Chance Battle Royal. I don't think Indy Hartwell's winning that Last Chance Battle Royal. No, I know that we all know who's winning that. Yep. Um, but I, we'll get to that when we talk about it later. But I, I also think uh, a few people on the SmackDown pod yesterday were being very snarky about how we, we said that Lashley was going to win because really it's Australian. So I'll take your apologies <laughs> in writing. Uh, we called it. No, I, I yeah, this... Um, there was there's another interesting qualification here that I thought I almost feel like the matches should have been swapped. 
Like, I feel like it should have been Reed versus LA Knight. Mm. And you take LA Knight out of the Olympics. I'm surprised that LA Knight's going to be in the chamber. I was convinced that uh, Styles was going to cost him. And they were, they were going to, you know, I keep think I thought was going to be in the match. No, but that's what I mean. You have, so I thought it was, it sh- or it could have been to get Reed in the chamber. Because Bronson Reed's good in the chamber. It was last year's Elimination Chamber that made us all sit up and go, oh yeah, Bronson Reed's awesome. Um, I'd have Knight versus Reed. Mm-hmm. And so Styles costs Knight. Reads in the chamber, Lashley beats Ivar. If yeah. this, if if it's just going to be standard wins, um, but then you know that's the way the cookie crumbles. We got a recap of Drew attacking Cody last week and Sammy making the save, and then Sammy had his empty arena promo talking about his loss to Drew and his loss to Randy. And he's like, you know what? Yeah, I feel embarrassed by those losses, but I believe in myself and the people believe in me. He's so. the boss, baby. <laughs> Very good. Um. And Nakamura cut a video promo on him. And when Nakamura cut his video and he was talking about all these losses, I was like, oh, you're so loose in this main event as well, bud. <laughs> I mean, I thought this... Um, uh, last It's a repeat of last week's segment. And then I liked the Shinsuke interruption. It felt a bit different than him standing mm-hmm. in the ring and sort of look. I, I was into it. I liked the, I like this. the segment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we then had the Cody and Seth segment and the announcement that it's going to be Gunther versus Jay next week. Happy ah. serving a dashing power suit. Absolutely loved it. <laughs> And then Liv Morgan beat Zoe Stark to uh, qualify for the Elimination Chamber. This was your only women's match of uh, the show. Um, I I enjoyed the promos beforehand because mm. you had Liv Morgan. Uh, Liv Morgan got this really good promo about, like, I have made my return and this is my first step on my road to vengeance against Rhea Ripley. And I'm like, great, this gives you awesome motivation to go into this chamber. Zoe Stark's promo was like, I took care of Becky Lynch. I'm like, mate, Becky Lynch is in the chamber and she's mm. likely going to win it. You haven't taken care of anything. Mm. And she didn't take care of anything here either because Liv won. I actually thought this was a nice bit of business. I liked the match. I thought it was good. I thought it had time. Um, I Similarly to yesterday when we were talking about the SmackDown match where as opposed to the men's lineup where they said, here are the, 10, the 12 men competing to be in this match. And I kind of looked at it and I picked out my six and then instantly i was being told that two of my six were against each other so one of them wasn't going to be in there um this these matches obviously aren't announced ahead of time that that, like they have been now but at the time it wasn't like here are the 12 women going to be competing Mm -hmm. it was you know sort of these were just matches and i think the bianca meachin one everyone sort of knew i think the Liv morgan one everyone knows tiffany and naomi feel pretty nailed on and then not, you don't even need to see any potential spoilers to expect that we're probably going to get a Jade Cargill in this Battle Royal, and yeah. that's why it's a sort of Battle Royal rather than a qualifier. Um, so they feel a little bit nailed on. So actually, the Bianca and Meechin match was far more competitive than I expected it to be, and I appreciated that, because even if the outcome is known, as was here, giving them time and allowing them to get some licks in on each other and make it feel competitive, all helps to enhance the perception that this is a competitive division hmm. it's all about perception of course it is the battle royal i don't think is particularly good but crack on i suppose yeah um, yeah the the, the, the uh, last chance battle royal which includes like the losers of the the previous matches yeah so baszler stark and uh mia yim will be in that battle royal i mean it does beg the question would they maybe do something like this for sammy like you know hmm. uh there was someone pitching a last chance qualifying thing for Zami in the comments yesterday um i don't know but you know that's a question for later this one was more like you know the match was good i thought zoe and Liv looked good together and i just was quite glad to see that they've been given opportunity to showcase what they've got yeah i, th- I thought the match was 
okay thought it was pretty good um and it was the right person that won we had judgment day walking backstage and truth walked up to them to remind them that jd mcdonough is not part of the group and priest just like look like, mate this has been it's all been fun and games i guess but you're, you're not in the group we've we've made that abundantly clear and this was the moment the story of the match that we had here and the follow-up which well in this segment and the following match which was jd mcdonough versus our truth is that our truth has now realized he's not in the judgment day and now he's in trouble because we got JD McDonough versus R Truth, and R Truth was call it, trying to call the Miz on the phone to be like, "I need you here. I don't know how quickly you can get here. Can you get here from Los Angeles to the building?" Taylor Swift made it all the way from Tokyo to the Super Bowl, so there's precedent. And so yeah, so the, the, that was the story. Is that it's just suddenly dawned on Truth that he is now on his own, and I went into this one thinking like, right. This is the story that we're going to be telling because we're going to do Miz and Truth versus the Judgment Day at mm-hmm. WrestleMania. So Truth can beat up the, the the B team members, can beat JD and beat Dominic on your way to them facing the tag champions. But no, JD just won clean, just mm. hit his finish and won. And I was like, oh, okay then. And then the heels beat him up, and DIY ran down to make the save. And next week we're getting an eight man tag. Um, I I quite liked all of this to be honest. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, Adam Pierce, first of all, is a dreadful administrator. Like very bad at his job. Must be all the drink. Um, but I liked the idea that even though he seems to have athletic greens flowing through his veins, like our truth is so fit, like jeepers, that guy is, can still go at the age of 52 and I can barely lift my arms. I did one workout last week and my my shoulders have been sore ever since. I can't bend. Um, This follows up from Dan earlier telling us. uh, Oh, get out of town. (laughs) Dan Dan stood up in the office to announce to everyone that he's really super famous. Uh, Luke Owen misrepresenting something that (laughs) happened. Shock. No, what I said was I was once featured on a list of influencers from Warrington uh, which is the lowest bar it's the, possible. It's the third time you've now told me that story today. Because you, because I got emailed about coming to an event in Warrington. I don't want to go there. You're so famous. I get it. All right. So <sighs> famous. You're always trying to drag me down. Look. So <laughs> what happened was, yeah. No, I, I kind of liked the idea of truth being like caught out. Yeah. You know, being like, oh, now my my it's I this is happening now. So that and so even though he's fit, even though he's like you know athletic he can't get the win because he's sort of a little bit shocked kind of thing. He's off his game. So it all worked for me. He's realizing, oh, there's quite a lot of you as well. Yeah. Like, obviously, every turn, turn mm. around, it's like, oh, there's Dominic. Oh, oh there's Damien. Oh, there's yeah. Finn. And then, yeah, JD just hit his finish, which is actually a cool little finish as well, yeah. and got the win. It's sort of like a dragon side suplex style thing. And also, like, following on from the, uh, the NXT classic that we had on SmackDown, DIY you know, getting a, a go against the Judgment Day, not in a tag team context, context tag team championship context, see, still sort of feels like they're a part of that conversation. Mm. You know, so I quite, I, I like all of it at yeah. the moment. I was actually surprised it wasn't British Strong Style that ran down to, to yeah, make the save. That's, that's but a, I, yeah. But I don't think it's, it didn't need to be there. I mean, it mm. makes sense. Like, it makes more sense that Johnny and Champa would more, be there. Exactly. And also because you, the joke is later on that um, Truth thought he was saved by DX. <laughs> And he's like chatting with him. He's like, I can't believe, you know, who'd have thought I got saved by Shawn Michaels and Triple H, Degeneration X. Um, I got two words for you. And they're like, sucking. He's like, no, thank you. Mm. And he walked off. Bald guy with a beard is looking a bit like Triple H. That's kind of funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Champa has got a bit of Triple H about him. Yeah. Well, well. 
Um, Sammy was warming up backstage and Cody thanked him for having his back last week and said, I will uh, do the same for you. And also, I believe in you too. And so do the fans. Everyone nice, believes in everyone. I loved it. They showed loads of celebrities that I don't know with the WWE title from the Super Bowl. Uh, and then Becky came out for a promo. Uh, my daughter uh, was up for nursery and she went gone downstairs and then she came back upstairs to do her teeth. And she has a thing where she comes in and she goes like, I would like to work now. And so she sits on my lap. And I just like, want you all to know that Luke's impression of his daughter is the same as his impression of Terry. It's, <laughs> it's quite fabulous. It's, she's learning how to sort of string words together. So she's it's, French. A bit, it's a bit stilted. <laughs> so it's, yeah, and my daughter's doing the same thing. <laughs> ah, very good. Very good joke. <laughs> so, she, so she's like, I would like to work now, please. And so she sits on my lap and she tip. I was like, I'd like to tip tap. And she tip taps on my, my lap, on my keyboard and stuff. She was mesmerized by Becky Lynch. She looked fabulous. Mesmerized yeah. by her. Like, usually she is there and she just wants to hit the keyboard and tip tap away. She could not take her eyes off the screen at Becky Lynch. She was mm. absolutely, when we were at the park on Sunday, because she now loves the Super Mario Brothers movie, she was like, and that Princess Peach, as we were walking along these like balance bar things and stuff. So clearly she is, she is looking for strong female role hey, models. There you go. And she's got it in Princess Peach and she has got it in Becky Lynch because Becky Lynch is there cutting this promo about how she's a strong role model for mm. her three-year-old and i'm yeah. like hey dude my two-year-old's looking at you like you're the best thing ever so yeah. maybe you're onto something um and she had this really good line which was just about you know i get it people like Rhea, you know people like mammy and people really really dig this Rhea ripley thing and they don't think that anyone can beat her but i'm not anyone mm. i'm becky lynch and i will beat her i've just got to win the chamber but then i'm going to beat her at wrestlemania that was a, a good promo by becky becky's one of my faves for She's a reason yeah, yeah. i and it's this Honestly, it's the styling. I think you, you were talking about Seth freaking Rollins, and I and I, I want to be very clear why I'm drawing this comparison. But the idea is the Seth freaking Rollins character doesn't work for you. For me, I always loved Big Time Bex. I thought Big Time Bex was greater than the man. But what she's done is find a way to blend the aura of Big Time Bex with the aura of the man in, in such a way that it really works. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what Seth needs to find is a way to have that kind of like his sort of like brash cackly sort of things are so uh, that they're far more effective when you're a heel than when you're a face. So you need to find a way to bring like the architect, the Seth Freakin Rollins, the, the sort of like Kingslayer, all of them together into the one character, which I thought that promo did um, because this is why Becky's so magic and I loved it. And I'm really intrigued by this kind of like face face dynamic she's got going on with Rhea Ripley yeah I'm really enjoying what they're doing with Rhea Ripley yeah. as well positioning we talked about this last week positioning her as the baby face going up against Nia yeah. Jax because I think they've done a great job of building Jax yeah. as well like since she's come back and she's been on this little dominating run mm. to build up to a match with her and Rhea Ripley and like Jax standing tall multiple times mm -hmm. over Rhea Ripley so Jax comes out here to sort of do like a fake like I find you really inspiring but I'm going to beat Rhea Ripley it's going to yeah. be me versus you at Wrestlemania and then like Rhea Ripley just stormed down to the ring for a fight looked like Jax was going to stand tall again but really it was Becky and Rhea working together mm. that you know evened up the odds and took uh, Nia Jax out I thought it was actually a very very good segment that built three different matches yeah because it built Becky going into the chamber, Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax, and Becky going against uh, Rhea Ripley once she's won the chamber and Nia, uh, she's beaten Nia Jax. Yeah, I I didn't love the punchline to the Nia bit. I actually quite liked Nia's performance in this. I thought it was, and it it is quite. There was something quite. I don't know. It was it was it, it kind of made me go, oh, what's going on here? And I and I liked that from her. I just thought the. I'm going to beat Rhea Ripley was a bit of a lame pivot. I, I thought there yeah. could have been something along the lines of, why are you so sure that Rhea's going to win? Like, 
I knocked you out, didn't I? Like, a couple of weeks ago. I could do it again right now. Maybe she does do it again right then. I thought the punchline was just a little bit sort of bland for me. Um, but the rear coming down part was great. Um, and Naya has done a fantastic job. I uh, yeah. I thought uh, Becky sold it like uh, she when even when Naya was doing the whole like fake crying. Yeah, Becky, like, Becky's look on her face was like, all right, just get. I know you're not really. Yeah. Crying. What can you get to the point now? Yeah. And then she did like the, and I'm gonna beat her. And Becky's pro, Becky's reaction was like, yeah, I know, mate. Yeah. I, I I know that's where you're going because that's what you always do. Yeah. A, a great another great attempt there, Naya. Uh, backstage, um, I had a, a great time with this. Jackie chatting with Drew McIntyre because he's going to have a match with Cody Rhodes next week. I mean, that was a, when they announced that. Pete saw me. I just went, "All right, <laughs> shove that on Raw." I guess. Here is why I loved this promo. Drew said, "Why isn't anyone thanking me?" The whole reason that Cody is facing Roman is because I told him that he should do that, mm. and he's right. Because while Seth was there begging Cody Rhodes to give him a big-time WrestleMania match, Drew McIntyre's being like, no, you should go finish the story. Mm. For selfish reasons. But he was the one person being like, no, you should go finish the story. You should go and do this. Do what you need to do. Don't go make your dad proud. Mm. And so now that Cody has picked it, Drew's like, I told him to do that. Why isn't anyone giving... Why is no one but thanking also, me for this? There's also a sprinkle of Delulu in there as well, which is quite nice, because... Ultimately, I'm, I don't think Drew McIntyre's counsel took any space in Cody's head. Absolutely not. But to Drew, he did. Yeah. You know, that's, and, and I, yeah. that's it. It's the justifiable, I'm right in this scenario heel that's mm. been so great for Drew McIntyre. And he then thought about how he's going to be facing Cody next week. And he said, you don't want to be in my prayers or face me one-on-one because you might not make it to WrestleMania like CM Punk. Oh, oh Drew. You sexy, sexy bastard. You are knocking this out of the park. He's mate. killing it. He's, He's killing it. So, so good. Uh, and then we got our last Mission Chamber qualifier for the evening as LA Knight took on Ivar. Uh, you'll never guess what, but Cole freaked out about the lack of antlers uh, here. I thought the crowd was super into Knight's entrance, but not so much the match. Yeah. Uh, and then Ivar missed the Doom Salt and uh, LA Knight hit the BFT for the win. I think there's a dissonance between Valhalla and Ivar for me. Because Ivar is being sold as this big, hulking, athletic guy. And then Ivar's there, sorry, Valhalla's there screaming around on the floor, being called a weirdo, and Cole's complaining about the antlers. Can't we just have them be, I, I don't know, the Vikings and the Valhalla that we were presented with right at the beginning? Like, there's something that, that's, yeah, that's, turned... that's on Michael Cole. I, but I think I think Valhalla's leaning into it as well a little bit, where it's like, it, it, it doesn't feel like the soothsayer sort of spooky thing. It now just feels like, it feels like, uh, uh, the sort of same I'm kooky as Nikki Cross mm-hmm. you know not the staring Nikki Cross the, the kooky Nikki Cross which doesn't work I think kooky doesn't work for me yeah. maybe that's just a completely personal thing I actually quite like the act of, of Valhalla and Ivar and I, mm. I, I do think they do, are working together I think that Michael Cole is distracting yeah. from it because he, he won't shut up about Fair the enough. antlers and I just, mean yeah just keeps freaking out about it which is why I gave my big prediction on three count that this is going to lead to Ivar versus Michael Cole at Wrestlemania oh, I mean, you may as well. What else are you going to do with Ivar? He's not going into the chamber. <laughs> I say, what else are you going to do with Michael Cole? <laughs> <laughs> Have him do commentary? Ugh, I'd rather not. Yeah. Um, backstage, we had Sammy chatting with Drew. And Drew was like, keep my name out of your mouth, even though Drew obviously talks about a lot of other people, which is great stuff. And Sammy was like, you're in my way. Get out of it. Mm. And then backstage, Adam Pearce was chatting with The Way when Chelsea Green walked in to talk about the Last Chance Battle Royal. And Indy's like, nah, mate, I need to win this to go fight for more of our family. And then Chelsea had this great line, which is like, look, 
if I'm going to be in a battle royal, I want to be with like proper people, not these two losers over here or losers like Zoe Stark and Shayna Baszler and Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark were standing behind her. That wasn't the bit that made me laugh. The bit that made me laugh was after they left, Chelsea Green talks back to Adam Pearce like, your glasses work. You knew that yeah. they were there. Why didn't you tell me? Mm. I think Chelsea Green's so, so great. She is great. I love her. She is great. I don't think I have enjoyed the these bloody women like <laughs> energy of Adam Pierce for a while. So I was glad that it wasn't present in this scene, like yeah, kind of thing. And he had a, this bloody R Truth earlier on. So there was a, a nice little bit of balance. No, it's just this bloody woman. No, but like you know how it is every single week he comes in and you've got like women, stop fighting. I'll give you a match. You can all have a match together. Like there was almost like a henpecky element to it, and it was like, alright. But like this one wasn't that. This was just this was exactly what these segments should be. Yeah. So credit to them as well. And yeah, look, I I it will be... I don't think Indy's going to make it in the match. I feel like there's going to be very little Australian representation on this Australian show. It's such a curio. This show that all of the Americans are so freaked out about because they might have to stay up until two or, heaven forfend, watch it the next day. Like, I don't know. There's something really... Yeah, how do you like them apples? So it's just a really weird energy to this Elimination Chamber show. I don't know what it is. I'm, well, I'm like, going to be excited to watch it, but... They got them. They got the money. They've been paid for it. Yeah. So you know they've they've already like they've they've sold. I think it's they've got like thirty thousand tickets still available to, yeah. to buy for it. So they're just like you know hey we've already been paid for it. We're getting our money. So yeah, but they'd been paid for for Cardiff and for Backlash. And... Yeah, but they'd also sold those out as well. Well, that's what I'm saying. They they put a lot of effort into those shows. Whereas this one just feels a little bit like. What's going on? What, what are we doing? Yeah, but I feel this is always the problem with Elimination Chamber. It's like the, the February yeah. show just gets in the way of getting towards WrestleMania. Last year's was hot. And like, and they actually made it worse um, like a few years back when they had two pay-per-views in, in <laughs> February. But yeah, it feels like they, they always treat Elimination Chamber like it's this, this roadblock, this stumbling thing that we need to no, get roadblock. End, End of the, of the line. line. <laughs> um, they, they sort of need to just get past. Mm. And I feel like this Elimination Chamber's got a real feel of that of just like a proper b show mm. that just not uh, that much well, this going is, into this is but what you know, we talked about because it was it was the whole thing you don't have to present it it doesn't have to be a b show if you don't present it like one it now does have the energy of being a slightly b show because of the way it's presented and that's not all their fault because of injuries you know and all the rest but yeah like it is a show where you know they were going to have brock on the show they were going to mm -hmm. have punk on the show mm -hmm. and now unfortunately they've got neither of those one for good and one for same know. with seth you know exactly yeah seth's not on the show obviously brock not being on the show makes a whole lot of sense and is the absolutely the right call mm -hmm. seth got injured punk got injured rock and roman aren't going to be on the show so it is lacking in star power mm -hmm. cody's probably not going to be having a match on the show so you've really got to just build it around these two chamber matches mm -hmm. which is what they have done like really over the last two weeks all the focus has been on the chamber matches and your main event will be Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax yeah. and that'll be a great time and you've got um, uh, British Strong Style representing the Commonwealth mm -hmm. going up against um, the Judgment Day yeah that's just the Commonwealth <laughs> So I was I I mean I was going to say you can easily do the way versus the Kabuki Warriors yeah, yeah, for the yeah. tag titles like you know you can easily swindle yourself into just doing that instead yeah um but yeah like it's I, I don't think they're going to do well here I I get the feeling next week my my bold prediction will be it'll come down to Chelsea Green and Jade Cargill yeah Green will have done nothing in the match and then the final mm. thing she has to do is just face Jade Cargill and she just gets press slammed over the top mm. Cargill wins mm, probably probably and then our main event was Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn. Apparently, this is what it said on the, the the graphics. Nakamura is a seven-time champion in WWE, NXT, Intercontinental, United States. Yep. Intercontinental again. 
No, I think he's only one time, but I think he won the NXT title like three times. See, it was also, unless they're counting King of the Ring. I'll find out which one. Do run down the map. <laughs> well, and then Sami Zayn is also a six-time champion in, in, in WWE. Uh, yeah, okay. It was never going to be, but NXT TakeOver Dallas, this was not. Uh, Drew came out to cause a distraction, and Nakamura hit the Kinshasa for the win. Heels put the boots to him afterwards, and Cody Rhodes came down to make the save. Two-time NXT champion, two-time Intercontinental champion, two-time United States champion, one-time tag team champion with Cesaro, Men's Royal Rumble winner, and of course, NXT Year-End Award for Male Competitor of the Year and Overall Competitor of the Year. I certainly remember one of those US title runs. Yeah. You say he's a two-time IC champion as yep. well. I only remember one of those as well. And, uh, and the, the tag titles with Cesaro. Um, I remember that because that was the Arsis Collective. Yeah. I uh, thought this match was telegraphed from the beginning. So 17 minutes was deeply unnecessary for this match. Because it was... The whole show really was... There's going to be some sort of screwy finish. And the second we saw Seth walk past Drew McIntyre, I was like, what getting? Excuse me. Sammy. We all thought that was going to be the way that was going to go down. So... Uh, <sighs> In the uh, Attitude Era roars of yore, <laughs> there would be inevitable interference, but the match would only be about two minutes long. Yeah, seventeen minutes is a long time for a match with a screwy finish. Really long, and I yeah. and I and it didn't. You know, it was fine, but yeah. it didn't really make me sing. Um, yeah, yeah, I, th- I thought it was a, a, a fine main event. Uh, I, I have seen some people say, "Man, we all were really kind of sick of the the Sami Zayn versus Judgment Day." main events but i'm kind of pining back for them again because i enjoyed those way more yeah i mean uh, but you know hindsight's a funny thing i I don't think we really do want to go back to Sami Zayn versus the the judgment day week in week out there's something as well about the the main event you be three hour show kind of can be a bit exhausting at a certain point i don't know it it it, yeah it didn't work for me yeah i mean yeah that's the key to as well you know broken record but three hours is a long time to do a show Man, when they go to Netflix, I hope it goes back to two, but who knows? But yeah, I gave the show three out of five. In the end, I thought it was a, a totally fine episode yeah. of Raw. Uh, put it in the mid category. Yeah, mid. A broadly missable, not fully missable. No, I'd say you want to catch some of the highlights of the, the tag match at the beginning. I thought the Cody and Seth promo was great. Um, I think if you watch the trios match on YouTube, it would cut off the first two thirds yeah. and would just show it from the J hot tag, mm-hmm. which is probably much all you need to see apart from the moment when Jay got into uh, slap yeah. Gunther when he was in the Boston crab. Thought that was good. Um, but yeah, no, the, the Cody promo is the other thing to check out. And I actually enjoyed the Becky promo as well. Yep. So, uh, so those three videos on the YouTube playlist would be the ones I would, I would certainly go and check out. Yeah. Um, but thank you all so much for watching. If you are one of our $25 and above Patreon player champions, you get your name read out on this fine show like these fine folks. Always leave the crown wanting Brian Moore. Chris Hellfire Brimstone. Infinite Crisis, Chris Jenkins. Chris the Cypriot Sensation, Petru. All-Star Chuck Turner. Daniel Sweet Mexican Chocolate Ibarra. Ah, uh, F it, it's Dania Puckett. A tall, handsome guy who has golden life. Delonta Blaine. Dr. Hook, Nolan Evans. All Ego, Ethan Willie. Nolan, <laughs> Nolan Biscuitier, Fred Worse. Always Shining, Garrett Albright. And that is your Hall of Fame class for the 13th of February 2024. Uh, Wrestle.com forward slash Patreon. Do get involved. A new episode of Survival Series Thunderdome Edition is now up and it is live for you to go and check out. As well as Minor Nolly's uh, deep dive into Royal Rumble 2014. This month, we're going to be reviewing extreme rules 2014 
which I'm very excited about. I might need to watch that on the way home today, otherwise I might not get time to finish <laughs> the whole thing before we record. Right, let's get into the rest of your... I've, you did what I did. Yeah, I've opened up chat. the wrong one. While you open it, I'll get Jackie Boy, who says, Forgot to say earlier, Rollins pinning Roman in the tag erases all the beating down of the World Heavyweight title and elevates the championship. I see your point about not pinning Roman, but I feel like continuing the Roman can't beat Seth story is great. That's an interesting wrinkle. Yeah, but I, they're not making a big deal out of that. Yeah. Like, I, th- I think if they were going to make a big deal out of it, Seth would have said it in his promo here. Yeah. That... I'm, Again, this time, I'm the only person who has beaten Roman. Yeah, but if you're making a plea to someone who's like, I know him inside and out, you'd have said it's here mm. as a, along with I created the shield and I created this monster. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, Cody Crybaby says, WrestleMania 41 fantasy booking. Heel Rock versus Babyface Reigns. Roman goes off TV for months after losing to Cody at Mania 40. Whilst gone, The Rock takes over the head of the table, pushing a story that Roman isn't good enough and has to win his family back. It's not too dissimilar to what I pitched on the, the Friday show, mm. which is, yeah, you have... Well, I mean, my pitch was also The Rock wins the World Heavyweight Championship uh, and Roman loses his belt. And the whole idea is that The Rock's like, why? We don't need you now. Mm. Like, I'm the head of this table. And you slowly beat down, beat down, and beat down Roman. Have everyone turn against him. So Roman comes back as a big baby face. Yeah, I, I always like the idea. I mean, if he, if he's gone long enough and makes a big comeback, when Roman makes an entrance, it's a moment. You got all those swooping shots of people acknowledging, you know, filming. It, it it makes it it feels like a big deal. So imagine if he's gone for a really long time and then comes back at a Royal Rumble. Yeah. I, I, that was my three Number count. Number 30. That was my three count pitch. Mm. Lose the belt and you don't see you for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walker 6th AB. Cody pins Roman night one, then doesn't on night two. It's the ultimate tragedy. I don't know if I hate it because I want Cody to win or hate it because it might be good. Seth made a Roman rock reign of terror post-WrestleMania sound compelling. Yeah, I don't like that, but he did. Uh, we have an unknown username please do let our moderators know uh it's a Streamlabs issue hello guys if they do a tag match night one have rock pin cody then have night two cody win that could set up rock versus cody at SummerSlam or wrestlemania next year for the belt ps dan looks fabulous jam that jam Thanks, i was gonna say actually when we you know because the title of this episode was cody calls out the rock i thought they might do cody rock versus at SummerSlam. yeah i mean he's he's the board he's on the board get him Use him, yeah. <laughs> or you, uh, or do it at Survivor Series, because Survivor Series, you know, this when The Rock came back and he had his return match. One of his things was Survivor Series is The Rock's show. It's yeah. where The Rock debuted. The Rock made his comeback in twenty twelve. Is it Survivor Series twenty twelve? So oh, with tagging with, with scene, tagging yeah. with scenery, yeah. it's awesome truth. So yeah, like if Survivor Series is his show. I actually, well, the Survivor Series 2021 was all built around The Rock. I was built around 25 years of The Rock, and The Rock didn't show up. When did he debut? Uh, 1996. 96? 96. Okay, you're not quite there for 30 years of The Rock. Not quite, no. Yeah. I said, we've only just done 25. We right. did the Pizza Hut Battle Royal that was also in favor, <laughs> also in honor of The Rock, who was not there. Yeah. Um, but they did promote his new movie. That's nice. E.H. Roman versus Cody should be a Hell in a Cell match. It's a match where Cody became a mega baby face, and he's got a bruised tit in that match where the Usos officially acknowledge Roman as the tribal Oh, chief. yeah, nice. That's nice touch. Nice. Captain Vexus. Apparently, Bronson's read... Okay, so I'm, I'm just going to say this now because this is a lot of people who just... I, I've seen a lot saying this that like apparently Bronson Reed's wife's giving birth and that's why he's not gonna be on the show but I've seen no like 
actual evidence of this. I'm just a lot of people are saying it, so I don't know. Uh, but they, Camden says that might be the reason why it's not going to be on the pay per view. Kevin here said, "Come on, somebody explain to me the Nia Jax promo. She came out being emotional, talking about motherhood. Everyone thought she was faking it. Then she became serious. She didn't say, JK, you suck. She just said, I'll see you at WrestleMania. What was the purpose? It was the fake out. She yeah. was like, oh, I actually do believe you. And I really believe in everything you say, but not really, JK. Yeah, and that's why I thought the punchline was a little bit bland for me. I thought almost if you have it sucker in and it have Becky be a little bit like taken aback by it. And then she punches her and was like, well, I've done that so many times. All of the things that I just said are true, but I knocked you out. So how dare you think that I'm not going to not do the same to Rhea Ripley mm. kind of thing? Like, I, I thought it could have had something a little bit more. Uh, being Brandon is here. What if Dirty Dom beats KO due to some form of interference? Sammy Cost drew the title match at Ch- uh, the match at Chamber. Dom wins the Chamber. The most hated man in WWE wins the world title at WrestleMania. Then we actually get into a storyline of Damian Priest. Damian Priest eventually cashing in on Dom. I don't know if Dom is the most hated man in WWE these days, I and mean, then The Rock is now the most hated man yeah. in WWE these days. I also think it's a little bit like I think it's it's a lot of fun. I think uh I, I think that that's a swerve and a half. I think that is is way too far out there. Yeah, it's a lot um, for Sammy to be costing Drew a chamber match as well. Yeah. Which you can't get in. Yeah, I'd uh I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I agree. Although I don't mind the idea of Dom being in there. No, no, me not. I think it's a, it me not. Um I think it's a uh, I, oh yeah my, my predictions for the week i think logan paul is going in there um I, I wouldn't say no to a dom being in there as well the idea of him being in there to be a little punching bag and mm. sent through a bunch of stuff and again get his get his scars because he is good like i'm not dismissing dominic mysterio like i don't think he's in a world title picture anytime soon um but he's a good hand to have as a little punching bag in the elimination chamber. Astute Aberration says, only just got back into wrestling last year around Mania and stopped around Mania 22. So haven't seen Pat's commentary. And what you made me realize is I don't like him as the jabs he made during the Bronson Reed match. You can call the guy big without burying him. I don't know if I felt like he was burying Bronson in that match. I'll be honest, I wasn't really listening. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, if he was, it didn't, nothing stood out to me as in like a... I heard him talking about like you can be big but bobby lashley is also big kind of thing mm. um he what he did love bobby lashley yeah Damn, have you seen bobby lashley dude's enormous i don't love him on commentary i i appreciate why he's there yeah because I, I i get that people like him yeah but i've said this like i pat mcafee reminds me of like he's still obnoxious but he's like a less obnoxious gronk and I thought like Gronk, Gronk was like top tier obnoxious, and Pat McAfee is just like Pat McAfee is every bully I had at school, like am- amalgamated into one, mm. including all of the behaviors and the way that they do their bullying. Mm. This is why I don't vibe with with Pat. Um, and Ryan here says, "Afternoon, lads. I think we need some fun attitude era fantasy booking in a match between Cody and Reigns at WrestleMania 40. In typical attitude era fashion, there's a ref bump and the bloodline come down to the ring. The Rock is shouting orders to beat down Cody." Triple H comes down to restore order and get the bloodline away from the ring. Just as everyone thinks Triple H is helping Cody, Triple H turns heel and joins in the attack with a sledgehammer. Uh, A new faction is formed, the Bloodline Corporation. It's inevitable that Cody is going to get screwed over yet again and the story is never finished. Until... Austin comes down to help even the odds and stunners everyone, Solo and Jimmy. The Rock and Austin are now face-to-face in the ring. The crowd are going crazy with a big My Way energy. A brawl breaks down between the two and The Rock gets stunned outside of the ring. The odds are even and Cody finally finishes his story by defeating Reigns. Hope you liked it. Uh, I, I, the, uh, you missed a bit there, which is that uh, joins in the attack and hits Cody for the sledgehammer thrown attack in AEW. Uh, 
that doesn't exist in the WWE canon. They didn't even watch that program. But um, I, yeah, I, it, I mean, like that sounds like a dream I had last night, where there were so many things like, oh, I guess you're here now, and like you know, all of the people arriving. Yeah, um, that is very Attitude Era. If we can add, if I can add one more thing onto this to make it would even it be the more... NWO. <laughs> no, if I can make one more thing, it's that just before the match starts, Samantha Evans announces. This match will be no disqualification. <laughs> and Michael Cole goes, since when? Since when was this no disqualification? Since when? Why? Why, you son of a bitch? Michael Cole has been a... Uh, sorry, Michael Cole. <laughs> Michael Cole's been a member. Of course he has. Uh, Steven Coaster has been a member for 21 months in a row. He said, I don't know if the plan is still for Jay to face Jimmy at WrestleMania right now. That story is ice cold. How would you feel about adding them to the tag as a trios match? This could heat the rivalry back up for the Usos to go one-on-one on night two. It's not the worst idea in the world, but I mean, apparently the plan is still Jimmy versus Jay at Mania. That was with the report over the weekend. My only concern there is that you have now booked a third double duty. And I feel like that's too many. You know, I like the idea of them being added to the the making it a trios. And and again, the interesting thing, because that was one of the great lines from the press conference was it's not a family. How's Jay? Like Jay is Cody's mate now, kind of thing. Um so I'd be interested in that as a little wrinkle. But then you've got solo as well. And there's an element of I don't know. I'd I i think that would be too many double duties. It's pretty actually when you think about it. It pretty should feel like it should be Jay in Seth's position. It does. Yeah. I think punk, I, punk. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, Fergal McClemens has been a member for six months in a row. Says, great joke, Luke. Just to say, we appreciate you and Dan always, but we appreciate Dan extra because he's a Man United fan. That part. Uh, how are they doing this season? Uh, three wins in a row now. Hey. It's pretty good guy. Classic February return. <laughs> <laughs> initiative coffee said i've been going through the wrestle talk extra archive luke in the work rate era how disappointed are you at the relative lack of crap wrestling <laughs> i don't know we had still plenty we had maxine wrestles just last week leave her alone <laughs> it's not her fault there's a couple more up here is there oh yes there is uh molten Dieter here said hey guys really enjoyed seth and cody's promo really would like it if la knight won the chamber and challenged seth but drew makes the most sense and it's not a bad choice as well what is your dream match for you guys that could happen at mania this year um chad gable versus gunther but it's probably going to be sheamus versus gunther one of those ones i want to see gunther lose the intercontinental championship at wrestlemania i feel like i just want my baby face dream uh, mine's has been since day one. It's Gunther versus Dragonov, uh, or Gunther versus Bait mm. uh, for the IC belts. Those are the ones I, I'd push for for my Gunther. Like if I'm giving you dream matches, those are the ones I'm pushing for. Um, Heatless bangers. I beg your. <laughs> I beg your pardon. We don't all go in the archives all the time. Yeah. When was the when was the Dragonoff match with with Gunther? Well, that I mean that one is heatless bang. There was no one there, but like this, <laughs> <laughs> they did it loads of times in the independent scene as well. Ah, it doesn't count. The big and, leagues and Tyler Bate versus Walter. That main that main evented when progress were at Wembley in the SSE. Ah. You were talking about Wembley being hollow ground. I know it's the yeah, building, Wembley, it's the, Wembley Stadium. It's the building next door to it. The arena's whatever. <laughs> still, you should see the stuff that goes on in the arena. Still hollow ground. It's a Wembley by proxy. Hollow ground or hallowed ground. Yeah, there's hollow ground, I think. <laughs> 
Um, but they also did it in NXT UK, I believe, and it was very good then as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and DJ Chili Phil says, don't know why everyone is flipping out about the time. Woke up early for Beast in the East, and I'll wake up early for Elimination Chamber in Perth. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about Beast in the East. Yeah, was, but, I've been thinking about it a lot for some reason recently. I yeah. think I've got a lot of clips served to me. Yeah, it's because uh, Balor won the, uh, the yeah the NXT title. NXT title. But yeah, that's everything. Thank you all so much for watching. We need to end our poll here, and we have got sixty percent saying thumbs up, thirty five percent being thumbs in the middle. Yeah, I'm surprised. Um, no that, that's about right that's about right i think yeah and i think that's about right hmm. someone said uh hasn't luke admitted to glassing someone ago i've never glassed anyone have you no i've put my head through a pint glass how so i was uh i'd had a, a few tipples and i went for a wee and i put my pint glass on the cistern and i passed out midway and i put my head through the glass that was on top of the cistern and my friends found me passed out in the toilet with blood pouring from my head i'm so sheltered and then they were like oh my god why are you taking a drink in the bathroom you weirdo like and then they said i think you should probably go home now. <laughs> i think you should probably go home now and so i did yeah good it was it was for my 20th birthday <laughs> and um this is this is back in the day when you had to take money out with you in order to buy drinks because yeah. they didn't take cards uh, places. So I went I went out with forty pounds in my wallet and I woke up with fifty pounds in my wallet because I was so drunk on the way home. Someone was like, "I'm going to give you money for a cab." Someone gave me ten pounds. Amazing. Yeah. So I, I actually made a profit that night. <laughs> <laughs> but crucially, you didn't glass anybody. I didn't. No, I know. I didn't. I didn't glass anyone. No. No. I'm not, I'm not that sort of person. I got into a lot of fights. Yeah. Um. But I, d- I never glassed anyone. It's a little, li- little, little bit mean girls. I saw Caddy Heron push her in front of the bus there. I saw Luke Owen glass someone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what no. other rumors can we start? <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know, I glassed myself, I guess. <laughs> anyway, that's all we've got time for on this edition of the show. Thank you all so much for watching. We're going to be back on Thursday with the AEW Dynamite review. It's the return of Oliver Davis back from his holiday. So we're going to be reviewing Dynamite this week. Yeah, he just left. He's only gone a week. He left oh. on a Thursday. Oh, that'll be it. Yeah. Um, so he's back on... No, it's Wednesday. He left. He's back on Thursday next week. Uh, so this week. So we're going to be watching that uh, and reviewing that on this program. Uh, thank you all so much for watching. We'll be back soon. I've lost all uh, faith in this outro now. Um, subscribe, I guess. We'll all see you like, on Monday. Yeah, and Dan, we'll see you on Monday because that's when we're going to do the Collision Smackdown review. There's no Collision this week, so it's just a Smackdown oh, review. Oh, it's just a Smackdown review. That's yep. absolutely right. I forgot there's no Collision yep. yeah, because of the, the NBA touchdowns or something. <laughs> that's all we've got time for on this edition of the show. I've been Luke Owen, DAD. That has been Dan Layton. Jam that jam. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.